What's up team? Justin Nawad, nutritionist here. Here at CBG, we help you lose body fat, build muscle, crush your wads, and look more like you CrossFit without tracking macros. You guys know I don't have guests on very often. So special guy I got here with me. Uh, games athlete last year in the individual division, male division, James Sprague. Let's do it, man. What's up? Let's rock, guys. Thanks for having me on, Justin. I have not done a pod in a while either. Life's been busy, man. Got engaged, moved back across the country. So thanks for uh, having me back on, getting me an excuse to uh, come talk to the people and come have a great talk, bro. Definitely, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of just something you said there already like has me kind of wondering and curious. A lot of people don't realize that as athletes, you guys also have like lives too. You know, dude, not crazy. You got engaged this year, like you're doing all this other stuff, you know, like how did you find balance this year? Like getting engaged because I proposed mm-hmm. to my wife, bro. Like that, totally. that was like the only thing in my life. Like that was it. I was just Dude. fixated on that, like weeks leading up to it. I didn't have to try to qualify for this or do that, but that's also like very high on a priority list. So like, what do you do? Totally. Like balance, like all that. Totally. So there's seasons of life, right? There's seasons. And as a CrossFit athlete, you have to know your season of competition when more sacrifices come to compete. And then you have to know when more sacrifices come for life. Uh, Right now, I would say from August, for me specifically right now, from August to about March is my, hey, life's going to come first. Um, and I'm still training really hard, not mm-hmm. confusing that with not training really hard, getting good sleep, eating all the right foods and follow my blueprints. But here's the thing. Like if you are year round only CrossFitter, you're burning out. And that's, that's where the sport is now. Like there's, there was a time where people felt like they need to be year round CrossFitters and, and to do well. And people that are behind in our sport, haven't made the games yet, feel like they need to do that. But my belief is you can still periodize no matter where you're at and get better than um, trying to do it year round, fully locked in because the burnouts you're going to have are going to be so massive that they're going to be big setbacks. So what if you take your seasons and periodize them around life and eat and, and, and you have that period. And then when you have to lock in your sat, your big sacrifices come and you know, Hey, these are really hard to make, but I only have to do it for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that has really helped me. And for me, my, my, my faith and, and the people in my life and the relationships I build are far more important than any placement I make in CrossFit. Um, because CrossFit is a career. It's, it's something I chase and it's something that I want to be the best at, but that is not deep eternal fulfillment for me because I know it has an end. Um, now, these other things that I build my life around that are very important to me do not have an end. These things are long lasting things that if I do not take care of now, they're not going to be there later. So they have to be a priority right now. I would just say like for anyone that is in CrossFit and and struggling to find that balance, try and like make season out of the year that really prioritizes life over fitness and then when you need to flip that switch everyone's got to do it yeah i like this perspective i think Mm -hmm. um even like the way we manage athletes on the nutrition side there are different seasons nutritionally that we're focused on different things you know Mm -hmm. yeah and the relationships they have to be part of the season like with your family you know your fiance like some of these other things 
because without the attention and those things, those things fade. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of, sometimes there's no coming back from some of those things, you know, with your friends, family members and things you have, you know, totally. People have said to the real people in your corner are, are the ones that are going to understand when you have to lock into or going to understand when you can't go out for dinner because, yeah. Hey, that food's greasy and that, that won't help me in training tomorrow. Or, Hey, yeah. uh, I can't, I can't stay out and go, go bowling tonight. Uh, I I've been really exhausted from training. These extra hours of sleep are really helping me. So those, yeah. those people will be in your corner. And, and I have found those people. I, I worried about this moving home back to uh, the Northwest from Florida that I would find a really good group of friends that would be around that really understood my journey. And I've been provided with just the utmost best friends here over the last, the last few months since moving in August. And it's been a huge blessing, man. Nice. I think something that you said there, like really makes me think that athletes mm-hmm. are a lot in the same way, just like regular people that are going to their CrossFit gym in terms mm-hmm. of setting expectations with their surroundings. So like for you, your fiance, your family would be like, man, James was like with us all season till December. And in January, he just fell off. Like he's just training all the time, doing this stuff. What, what happened? But yeah. that doesn't happen. Your family doesn't have that mindset because you set those expectations with them. They know, oh man, James is a CrossFit Games athlete. He wants to go back to the games next year. He has X, Y, Z to do, right? Mm-hmm. I think people should also set these same expectations with their surroundings, even if their goal is not to go to the CrossFit Games. Maybe your goal is fat loss. Totally. Right? <laughs> it is. That's my goal. Um, like if someone's target is fat loss or body recon looking more like they CrossFit, like you hire a coach you get to the gym on time, you have yep. to, you work out in the morning. Like all these things are things, you know, you need to be doing. If you don't totally. set expectations with others and they're like, Hey, let's go out to eat. Let's get a beer. Let's do this. And those people don't know your goals. They're going to be confused. And you're going to feel yep. like you're letting those people down because you didn't exactly. set expectations. So you do mm-hmm. the same thing. Just your goal is not recomp or like changing your body significantly. It's yep. performing the, to the best of your ability. You know, hundred percent. And there's extreme. Some people like do well with extremes. For instance, uh, Matt Fraser. I was watching a documentary. He he did well in his training with shutting everything else out and only being around his fiance. And on his rest days, wouldn't go out and do anything extra. He'd he'd literally just stretch. Like uh, I do well with. Hey, on my rest day, I like to go golf and hang out with buddies. That's that's my recharge. And so, like yeah. knowing your recharge too is a, is a huge thing as an athlete and a person. Um, cause like a, a regular person who goes to a regular nine to five job, some people like to recharge after going out for dinner, hang out with friends. Other people like to recharge going home, turn on Netflix, shutting up, like knowing your recharge and how you best are going to like recover and be able to come back to the next day and give your hundred percent is, uh, is very important as any job, but specifically an athlete. I think, um, I, I love being active on my days where, to recharge. I love, I love going golfing. I love, I love going uh, out in the water. I love going, I love going boarding, uh, staying safe, of course, but like love going and trying new things. And some people aren't like that too. And that's totally fine. Yeah. That's just personalization, you know, mm-hmm. like in your coach that does your programming, Matt, right. Mm-hmm. And also me like, no, you enjoy some of these other things and that <clears throat> it's not just like, Hey, off day, do all this. It's like, no, my off day is this. It's not, it's not doing all this other stretching and all this. I need Colin. to decompress, you know? So yes, that makes sense. That's just knowing your athlete and like knowing Colin. 
your enjoyment is and mm-hmm. allows you to hit the gym harder and do what you got to do. Totally. And, and good coaches support that too. It's, which is awesome. Like they support cause they know what, what the fruits that are going to be yielded from, from those, those rest days and those, those, whatever that person needs to do, they, they know what's going to come from that if they let them do that. And uh, it's just mental, mental health at the, at the end of it is like being able to, you know, sustain, sustain the hardships of CrossFit and training and being in there is like, you need to, be able to mentally recharge however it works for you um so yeah dude i love that bro yeah that's the art of coaching at the end of the day right i mean that's what it is you know yes sir Um, why why did why did you become a coach yeah that's a good question so when i started crossfit almost 10 years ago i was trying to be a good athlete like trying to go to regionals you know like everybody when they first start it's super exciting i was young so i'm like yeah like this is great i have potential i have time on my side all this stuff and for me i uh, quickly came to realize that my priorities very much like yours were heavily swayed on some of the other things that i wanted to do in my mm-hmm. life versus like training multiple hours a day and things like that mm-hmm. right and so after quickly realizing that, I realized like, wow, well, I still want to do CrossFit. I like it, but also like I've been a professor for a really long time. Um, I love educating people and showcasing like what it is that I can do with my knowledge and transfer to them. Right. Oh, That's yeah. kind of why I started getting into coaching. I wanted to be more immer- immersed in the CrossFit space yeah. at the time everybody was tracking macros. It was paleo or macros. Now it's like macros. And then like, obviously stuff that me and my team do here to help people and CrossFitters not track and things like that. We've shifted mm-hmm. away from like the elimination stuff. Thank God. Cause that totally. was, Oh dude. I remember my parents doing that. Cause my parents were OG CrossFitters and, yeah. uh, and, and they would try and force it on me when I was a dino nugget kid. And I was like, nah, man, let me and my dino nuggets, man. Like yeah. this is paleo stuff. Ain't me. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. That's crazy. You're smarter than them. Yeah. That hey, that's not the way to eliminate, you know? Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. But that's why I became a coach. I really liked educating people on what I knew. And that's really very similar to coaching in a way, you know, mm-hmm. because we really believe that it's important for not only people to get the accountability and things they need to reach their goals from a coach, but also understand why they're doing what we have them implementing to build those habits and things necessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like as a coach, having, having your people understand the direction is so, and to me, so, cause I'm a coach too, not, not as high of a level as you do it. I, I, I have a few athletes and, and it's a, it's a great passion project for me, but for people to understand the direction they're going, it's far more important for me than just giving them something and, and, and having them do it. Like they will be more inclined to do it if they understand why and, mm-hmm. and where it's going to get them and how long it's going to take them, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I agree. I think so. That's mm-hmm. kind of why I became a coach, uh, mm-hmm. w- for you, we've been working together a long time, like four, yeah. years, three, four years. Bro, like, insane. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've, we've, we've taken over in those four years, bro. You worked with me when I was skinny McGee, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that, and you were injured and stuff like that. There was a lot, you just got out the team division, you know, you were in that area, you know, you were trying to move up to to the big boy division last year. We crushed it. We made it there. Like just all expectations, like finally came to reality. Right. Um, Yes, sir. Which has been pretty cool, you know? So I think, you know, a lot of times too, it's cool for me as a coach, which is probably the greatest reward is like working with athletes where 
they weren't not to say like a nobody because obviously you competed in the teens you were a very good oh, athlete you know but like to take an athlete like that that has different goals jumping divisions like stuff like that and help mm-hmm. that athlete kind of grow there are a lot of people out there that like will start working with rich froning right now and it's like yeah rich froning already is already so good you know like already you're, done yeah it's already done you know whereas mm-hmm. like with you it's cool to see athletes grow and i've seen that like in you and a lot of the other athletes we work with and uh that that's cool because uh you were one of the first athletes that like took a chance and was like i don't know this guy there there are 20 different nutrition mm-hmm. coaching companies out there in a the crossfit space that i could work with and oh, you took a chance you're like it made sense for us to work together and you, you took that risk and worked with me and here Dude, we are. I needed direction with my food. My, my biggest thing when we started was, and I still struggle with this from time to time, but we've, we've, we've managed it a lot better. It was just overeating every meal. And then, and then I would be so stuffed and then I'd undereat in a bunch of meals and it would just be so yeah. inconsistent. And, and, um, and I, I really needed help with that. And, and, four years in now it's became like, Oh, it's so habitual that just eat consistent in each meal that like it's, it's become a relationship with, with you where I, I barely need to check in. I, I, cause it's, cause we've instilled it and we punch it in so hard. It's like, yeah. Oh man, like this is just life now. This is, and it's so easy and I never have to do anything and think about it anymore because it's just there. And, 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 and people don't understand. It's like, it's that simple. Once you develop the good habits with eating, it's, yeah. it's just there. And, um, it's like any habit. It's like for me going to the gym, it just, it doesn't make sense if I don't go like I, my day's not the same. I, I don't mm. feel as good. Like yeah. what any habit you build, that's good. You're going to crave to come back to it because of how it makes you feel and how your energy is. And, and, how, how everything else in your life changes when you when you make that good decision uh, and that good habit a priority. Um, yeah. So, dude, I, I'm grateful for what we have, man. It's uh, yeah. it's been it's been really a huge blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. I think um, you know, what you said there makes a lot of sense. Is you like w- waking up one day and then just like kind of moseying around, not going to the gym at the time you would go or at all that day? It would be the same as you like waking up and just like not brushing your teeth. Dude, yeah, like it feels so gross. weird. You know? Yeah, right. It's like yeah. you can build your life around these bad habits, and they'll make sense after doing it for a long time. But why would you choose to do that? Why don't Why don't you build your life around these good habits, and then that makes sense all the time? And then, yeah. boom, like whatever you base your moral compass off of, um, it's like most people's moral compasses are. are be clean, be healthy, be happy, serve others, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like those, those things, like just line your life up around those things, doing, doing good for yourself, doing good for others. And, and like we said, things fall in place, but yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting. I think, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the nutrition side, there are two things that people are typically missing from being able to reach their goals. It's really this simple. It's the first is the knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people think they have the knowledge, but Mm -hmm. they don't, right? Because if they did, they wouldn't be doing some of the actions and things that they were doing, like incorporating paleo or intermittent fasting. Because if you did have the knowledge, you would incorporate those things because Mm -hmm. those things aren't the right way to reach your goals in a sustainable fashion, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The other thing people are missing, some people do, they know everything they need to be doing. They're just not implementing. The other thing is accountability, right? And so really all you need to do is if you're really struggling to reach your goals, especially in the nutrition side, right, is 
find someone that uh, can help design something for you that gives you the knowledge base you need around nutrition Mm -hmm. that's sustainable for your life and then stick with that person uh, for accountability purposes to help you implement those habits. Totally. And you just do that for a distinct like three, six month period of time. And then those habits are built into your life and you don't need your coach anymore. You know, Dude, exactly. And mm-hmm. it's still good. Like I think riding with the same people throughout whatever your journey is, as long as it's a healthy fit, is so important because yeah. as a relationship starts to develop, they know you more and more like you, you know, every detail basically of, of my life and what I do. And we've been, you've been able to learn that over time, but it doesn't just happen like that. So it's like, there's a lot of people that, and I see in the CrossFit world that change coaches all the time or change environments all the time. And I think it's so important to stay in, in, in a, the same spot with the same, ride it out with the same people, as long as it's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Because they, the more they get to know you, the more they can help you too, because it becomes more specific design and they, and they can understand you deeper than just workouts and, and, and food. Like they knowing, knowing a person deeper than that's so important as a coach too. But yeah, dude, I, I, I love, I love the the concept of, of coaching to be more than just a coach in that area. It's, it's coaching to know the person and, and know their life and, and, um, and be more than just that, that knowledge bomb dropper. It's, it's to know them and have that personal relationship. I think coaches, coaches need to be that way at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is, um, a big, big pillar here at CBG, right? It's really relationship-based coaching. So a lot of times I'll talk to people and I'm like, this program is not, Hey, here are your macros. Email me on Monday. Yeah. That's not coaching. Dude, you check in. I remember I was hanging with uh with Blue about a month ago. Uh he, he's one of one of my good boys and he works with you yeah. and he uh he, he's just sending you pictures like, Hey, I'm I'm falling off, man. There's there's a lot of good food here and you're just you're just texting him encouragement and, and, and laughing with him and, and being there in the moment with him. And, and I'm like, Justin has so many more things he could be doing right now, but he's he's in this moment just hanging with Blue uh and it, yes his name is blue for everyone listening there's yeah, a guy yeah. named blue but uh He's strong yeah man it's just it's just cool how you how you really take care of everyone you invest in and, and you're not going to overcommit yourself because you want to make sure you provide that to everyone yeah yeah you have to um be a part of it in some way so i still have athletes i work with you know a lot of the athletes i'm working with on our team are a lot of the games athletes like yourself and others you know mm-hmm. And, uh, but it still allows me to continue to learn about people, what we could or make changes and pivot to inside of our program. So our other coaches can be successful with our other clients. Uh, Yet a relationship-based coaching, like me and you do video calls like this, um, you know, at least once, twice a month, you know, so that I can understand what's going on in life, what pivots and changes we need to make to like your blueprints, Mm -hmm. um, for those listening, don't know our blueprints are how we help people understand their intake without tracking macros. Right. We make it like mm-hmm. easy like that, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's something that's super important, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, Hey, here, your macros email me on Monday. Some that's all they need for now. But totally. if you're looking for something like a relationship based, that's long-term and sustainable. And that really gets down to the root causes of why you might be making certain decisions and you have goals where you're like, no, I want to like really kick it up a notch. You have to have a real coach on your team for sure. Totally. Yeah, bro. So important. And for you, you, you dabbled in uh, programming CrossFit for some people too, right? Do you still do that? 
Yeah, we, uh, we that's how kind of we got started. And then we always kind of offered both. And then the nutrition side, like really, really took off. Um, yeah. And so we help way more people with that. The programming side is not nearly as, uh, it's not nearly as, you know, something that we do oh, as much as the nutrition side. But uh, right. yeah, the programming is cool because it's very similar. It's just your programming mm-hmm. like progressive overload and, mm-hmm. um, you know, other, you know, monostructural versus adding in multifunctional based movements and things like that into people's program to help them progress. It's very similar to nutrition. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just different principles, different totally. learnings and learnings, teaching. Exactly. And and listening to the people's feedback is the biggest part of coaching and being able to take the feedback and make the right decision off of it. I had something cool I thought people would want to hear. Uh, I just had this idea because I don't, I don't think it's been talked about very much publicly, but how do you, as a coach for a CrossFit Games athlete, how are you dialing up their nutrition during a big competition? Like, what are you changing? Where do priorities go during competition for an athlete and their food? Like, I thought this would be interesting to talk about with me going into Wadapalooza, a big four-day competition. How are you going to take uh, my blueprints and change them to make this four-day competition maximized? Yeah, this is great. Okay, so this is a good question. So let's start – this is going to take me a minute. So for yeah. those of you two that, uh, that want a, like, like a handout of all this written down somewhere because I'm going to go through it. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram the word competition, and we can give you a free competition guide that we've used to help James and other other uh, games athletes. You know when they have a competition coming up, just because maybe you don't want to write this down, you're maybe in your car. We can give you the free guide, right? So DM me the word competition, and we can get it over to you. So with competition, I think of a couple of different things. One is we have to go through the details to be able to exercise and create a plan, right? And so the first is like, are we traveling? So like, is this competition like an in-house comp, like close by or not, right? That changes a lot of things. You can bring your food directly there. Um, You can cook at home and then eat there in the morning and evening, some of these other things versus like Wadapalooza, right? If you're not in Florida, you have to travel there, right? So like traveling there adds in a wrench to where's our food coming from? Who's preparing it? Do we have a meal prep company? That has nothing to do with the amounts, how to fuel with the appropriate amount of carbs, fat, protein, timing, all these other things. That's just like executing on making sure that you have what you need when you arrive, you know? Mm. And so that's the first thing, obviously, with all the games athletes we go through. What access do you have when you get there is sort of the next step, right? So do you have a kitchen? Do you just have a microwave and a refrigerator? Um, these are some things that are going to allow, and what, uh, what I did, I did this for Danielle recently when she was, uh, competing at, uh, at Rogue is I called her hotel and was like, yo, what you got? Like, <laughs> you guys got a stove, you guys got a microwave, like, what do you have? You know, just so that we knew what the heck was going on when we got there, you know, um, she ended up having a full, like kitchenette, you know, and everything, which is always ideal as an athlete, you, <laughs> yeah. you will, as an athlete, you pay like this is this is for people listening that aren't in the in the space as much athletes will pay so much more just to have a kitchen because it's so meant it's a mental checklist for them as long as they have everything even if they use that kitchen once in the competition it's a stress off your plate yeah yeah for sure i think um you know it's so it's important to know where that's coming from right Mm -hmm. so like do we have a kitchen not like what does that look like breakfast provided in a hotel what foods do they have like what are these things right yeah 
Yep. Here are some rules and principles after that that we'll follow. And then I'll go through maybe some of the more detailed stuff, right? Love First it. rule is we're not taking any new supplements like leading up to the competition, right? So a supplement we might want to try, incorporate all these things, anything new off limits, right? We have no idea how your body's going to react to some of these details. Second is um, we want to make sure we're not incorporating any new foods either. And that you could be in a vulnerable position eating new foods if you're not prepared and have a plan. Right. So you may be like, oh man, I haven't had sushi in six months. And like day after competition day one, you're like, oh man, let's go get some sushi. Everybody's going out. We need to get a, a meal in some carbs to fuel for tomorrow. You eat sushi. And guess what? You haven't had sushi in a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. It could cause inflammatory responses in the lungs, which prevent you from being able to breathe, to breathe properly and, you know, maximize your, your threshold on workouts. Think anything could happen. Right. So we want to mm -hmm. avoid those things. Right. From there, it's really going to be around how do we make sure we're getting the body the proper fuel, nutrients that it needs to be able to be prepared for a multi-day competition, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult for athletes to get in enough food that are even going to hit maintenance level calories for the amount of calories they burn in a three event day, for mm -hmm. example. Right. And mm -hmm. so what I have a lot of uh, our athletes do is we're preloading carbohydrates multiple days before. Right. Usually a good range around this is somewhere between 15 to 20% extra grams mm. of carbohydrates starting three or four days before. So if you start, it could be Friday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to start incorporating an extra 15 to 20% of your normal carbohydrate intake leading up to the competition. Right. Mm -hmm. Once we get to the competition, I like for some things to be very similar to how they are at home. This is why a lot of people fail the weekends. They don't try to keep their weekends very similar to their week. Their week, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, great. My nutrition is perfect. And then the weekend, it's like, oh, man, like, I don't know where we're, where we're going, what we're doing. I haven't even had breakfast yet. It's like, all right, it's it's over, you know? Dude, that was me at the games this year. I got I got sick. Uh Day, day two, I come into day two with 30 minutes of sleep. I had a 103 fever. I, I didn't want to eat anything. And I knew that the only chance for me to even survive at that point in event was get food in. And so I forced myself, felt like throwing it up, um, ha had to do it, like had to do it. And, and, and people under eat at comps and it kills them. You're right. Day, it, it goes exponentially kills them day by day, the less yeah. they eat. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell from a lot of people that, uh, that are under fueling how they perform the last day of competition, you know, aside from yeah. like, Oh, the, all their weaknesses show up on the last day. Right. Yeah. Which could be a possibility, but usually that's not the case. Um, and so especially people that slow start. So some people might do a really good job eating during competition the night before the next day, all these things, but they don't do a good job eating before. They're super mm -hmm. nervous multiple days before they don't do the carb load that I mentioned. And then they start off slow. The first event, it's a swim event, and you're like a top swimmer, and you get 22nd. You're like, what? What happened? Right? You didn't you didn't eat enough prior to the event, you know, leading mm -hmm. up to it. And so uh, it, it really starts out like multiple weeks beforehand to prepare for something mm -hmm. like this. So once we get there, I like breakfast to be very similar to the original breakfast that you guys usually have at home, right? So Protein, carbs are obviously priority, but even fat and vegetables at breakfast are good, right? Because we're not going to be having any fat and we're not going to be having any vegetables throughout the day. No. They're, they're almost useless, right? Yep. So we can get rid of them. Um, 
during the events and during competition, I really like um, a little bit of carbs right before each event could be, you know, 30 to 60 grams for females, maybe closer to 30, 40 range for males, maybe 50, 60 Um, Mm -hmm. liquid carbohydrates are fine. I think those are easy to digest. And then you're going to do your event. And then right after you're going to have a post-workout protein shake that has both protein and three times the amount of carbs in it. So Mm -hmm. it's grams of protein, you have 60 grams of carbs. can be Gatorade, dextrose powder, things like that. I like my athletes to add salts into their protein shakes, both sodium, potassium, to make Mm -hmm. sure that they're getting um, obviously those electrolyte replenishments in that they lost in their sweat. Um, And then they're, they're on you know, to the next event within the next couple hours. I do like for athletes to get in protein and carb heavy meals in between events. If, um, opportunity arises itself, meaning like you have enough time, your events, not in like 45 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And this also goes to planning. So let's say you're done the event, you're trying to recover, you're drinking your post-workout protein shakes some Gatorade, whatever it is. And you kind of just sit there and you're like, oh, we're going to walk around vendor village or do this thing or take pictures of athletes. You're like, oh, my next event's in 30 minutes. Where's yeah. the food at? Oh, wait, I didn't plan to have a meal. So, cause I didn't cook at the hotel or with my kitchen at whatever. And then you don't have anything. And then you go into the next event, not having what you need, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. at nights after all the events, I like a recovery meal. This is where I also like dinner, very similar to when you're at home right? What's on your blueprints? What makes sense there um, to keep things. Now, I don't tell athletes to have any foods off limits at any time. And so you can imagine that it's important to get in fast digesting carbohydrates like the Gatorade and simple sugars and, uh, you know, pop tarts and encrustables and candy and some of these things that allow for quick fuel. Um, just because it's very hard to eat during competition, you know, Um, nervous for every single event that's coming through, like making sure your body's prepared. The, 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 just the whole mental process that you guys go through can make it really challenging. You know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. I don't recommend that athletes drink after right after the games is maybe one exception just because like there's a whole another year before we get things going again. Right. And so your body's going to have plenty of time to recover, but you think about it, your body's kind of in a hole already, like trying to recover mm-hmm. and then you're going to drink. It's going to put it like that. further, <laughs> further in a totally. hole. Yes, sir. Um, you're thinking. So, yeah. So like semis, like for example, like the games are still coming up. I would probably try to reserve not having like at least, you know, even if it's one drink, maybe fine. Right. But like multiple drinks post to celebrate semi semis because you, know, you have the games coming up or other things, you know, one of the biggest things that I have uh, learned from, uh, so I train, I train over here with Cole Sager a lot um, yeah. in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. And he, uh, he never has a cheat meal after a competition and, mm-hmm. and he's never even touched a drink in his life. The, the man's a stud, um, yeah, yeah. but he, he never has a cheat meal because he says, he is getting his body ready for the next thing and he, celebrating something while you're trying to get ready for something bigger is is not how an athlete should treat it. Like, yeah, like you can have a, a piece of pizza, but going all out and and wrecking your body just to try and dig yourself out of a deficit to build it back up to come back for something is, is not worth it. Now, the games like you're right is an exception. You have a yeah. month off um but most of these competitions if you're if you're going out and you're and you're just trashing your body after you're putting yourself behind already 
for the next thing. And us as athletes, CrossFit athletes, we we have a lot of things on the in the season. So it's like, hey, you're not done after quarterfinals. You're not done after semifinals. Games, yeah, you're you're not really done. You're you're already going into the next thing. So like, yeah. treat your body as that temple and, and really and really take care of it. E- yeah. Pre competition, in competition, and post competition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all around sort of thing, you know. So getting athletes to be on board with this is, uh, you know, I like to call it separation season. Mm -hmm. So like the athletes that are just like training hard and stuff like that at this time, off season, like after the games, great. Everybody else. Separation season are the athletes that are doing their mobility, making sure they stretch appropriately before – um, you know, jumping into, to their workouts and into their training yep. sessions, taking care of their nutrition, their meal prep, um, all the things that aren't as sexy or don't have as much riz. Riz that, you know, that's the word of the year this year. Riz. 2023 is word of the year is riz. Nice. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You got I that nutrition determined riz, it at the end of the year. So <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I apparently December 1st is the end of the year now for Spotify too, where what's your most listened to song? I mean, mm. I, I could change a lot through December with Christmas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the word of the year is Riz. Riz, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hope you guys found this podcast, Riz. Uh, but we're gonna let James go. He's got training to do. We got. St- <laughs> Is that the wrong way to use? The oh word? man! Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that was so great. You you use that like I've never heard that used like that before. <laughs> we the, we me and my buddies use positive Riz or negative Riz. Like like if you go up to a girl and you absolutely shit the bed, uh, you negative. That's negative Riz, bro. Negative like, Riz. Yeah. If, if she like if she's totally like if I have a buddy going up and trying to ask a girl on a date, she says no. Ne- you negative Riz, bro. Like. You, you got to get that riz down po- positive bro you positive riz, riz back positive though riz. like you can get it back yeah you can definitely like you yeah, there's take a scale, it away you know? okay there's a scale uh me and my buddy our recent thing is uh we do this with our hand we go we go uh an angle an angle all the way up is an angle like hey you're going to the moon this angle means like your day is going at eh? this angle is like oh crap and here like you're having a terrible day so we go we're here right now we need to go to here and for those who can't see this, so I'm, I'm moving my arm into a more positive angle. Um, so yeah. It's me and my buddy's thing right now. But, Justin, it was a pleasure, bro. I'm glad we could yeah. do this. And uh, for the people, I think we're going to try and do uh, me and Justin every couple months so you can expect another pod, uh, fe- February or March, or even earlier if we just want to talk chat about Waza and, and all that stuff. But thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's good chatting. Yeah, we'll do something else. We'll do live video, stuff like that. Um, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your experience with us, what we're doing, and let's have a big year, bro. Let's have a big year, baby. We're eating. Absolutely. Um, yes, okay, sir. team. Justin, the wad nutritionist here. We're signing out here at CBG. We help you lose body fat, build muscle, crush your wads without tracking macros. If you want to look like you CrossFit in 2024, shoot me a DM. We'll see if you qualify for the program and if we can help. Peace out.